Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to Why Did You Make Me Watch That? With me, Holly Frew. And me, Ronan Warfield. Hi, Ronan. Hey, Holly. Greetings and salutations. How are you? Oh, wow. So, so formal. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to bring a bit of class, you know. Fair. That's totally fair. That's, that's the one thing we are desperately lacking in. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It's, it's completely having like... Se- having seen how we behave in the pub, I can guarantee that's true. <laughs> um, we many, have... I've seen how many drunk fights you get into. Uh, sorry I think that's not (laughs) that's not who I am as a person uh, all of those facts are incorrect Um, and untrue and untrue fake news uh, from Ron Warfield totally we have an interesting show today because we reached out to our followers and asked us or uh, sorry asked them uh, to nominate um, a series or film for us to watch for our 21st show. Yay! Yay! 21st. 21. Happy 20. Old enough to drink in episode. America. Yeah. Yeah. Just going to get shit faced on keggers. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it's not fun to record. Let's just go and get drunk. <laughs> and have one of those mad parties that you only have in american films yeah where it goes on for like three days yes someone gets killed for some reason and you know i actually watched uh old school was on netflix again like what a classic it's just a what classic, a classic. It but really like, is. i loved how vince vaughn's character um now he's works or he owns a an electronics shop but um so they have this frat party at uh, Luke Wilson's house and mm. literally like there's a co- like a legit concert. Like you'd be you'd be with paying Snoop Dogg and all, like. with Snoop Dogg <laughs> in the back garden. <laughs> and you're just like, how? And you're there like, you know, when we were sort of like 18, 19, having a bag of cans in someone's garden, like. Literally, so like front room or something like yeah, or yeah. a front room, and it would be you know yeah. five or six people, and that would be your mad rager. No, like, yeah, somebody would have like a PlayStation playing a CD on repeat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where are these to... crazy ragers at? Like, you know, they just didn't exist yeah. in Ireland. Well done, America. Okay. Yeah, well done. You have you have perfected the out of control party. Well done. Yeah, the I mean, like. We should have been better because I guess we're Irish and stuff. But you know, it's not. So we've per- we perfected the uh, uh, high functioning alcoholic. That's oh what our, yes, that's our claim to fame. And, and, yeah. and suppressing uh, mental illness. Yes, yes, yeah. Also, just our claim to fame. Get yeah. Down feelings. Just get down. Yeah, down. Just, just drink it down. Go back. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool, you so you wait till I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How was your week? Uh, week was good. Any um, exciting stuff? 
sadly not. Uh, it was full of work and not much else. Unfortunately. Oh yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, and then the rain kicked in, and yeah, that kind of kept us indoors for a few days. So yeah, yeah. We it actually was... did have a big uh, sort of a family g- gathering for um, Jamie, my eldest son's confirmation. Oh, so brutal! So yeah. Oh so, wow! That was that was good fun. He had good fun that day, and he cleaned up. He was delighted with himself. Oh, nice! <laughs> I know it's not about that, but it's about that. It is. Yeah, yeah. It kind it of really is. is. <laughs> I know. Wow, God, that's mad. Like I remember when he was born. Mm. A million. Years, well, it wasn't a million. It was like it feels like it was last year. It was, Twelve, it's just, thirteen. Yeah, and he looks about twenty-five, especially in his confirmation <laughs> gear. It's like you could go to a nightclub tonight if you want to do, and you get in no matter like. Really? Like, Can I? <laughs> really? <laughs> you want to see him? Like, yeah. <laughs> how tall? How he's tall like is he? He's about five ten now, and he's thirteen, so he's he's like a shade off six oh foot. Oh my like. god! But you're like what six foot three? I'm six foot even. So are I'm, you? Just yeah, he's just behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you're definitely taller than that. No, definitely six foot. Okay. I think you're just incredibly small. That's. Uh, I'm five foot eight, which is substantial height for a woman. With heels. No way. <laughs> I'm like six foot maybe with heels on. That's a lie. I'm not. Maybe five foot ten. Yeah. 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 I'm probably five foot ten with heels on. Mm, I agree with that. Yeah. I well, I'm, I'm glad that we we clear yeah, that up we've established your actual height yeah <laughs> i um what you call it yeah i my parents uh i collected my parents there and um they're away for a little while and literally when they left it was like just the best weather we've had in so long and then they came back and it was just like lashing rain it's like yeah so wait you had a free house and you didn't have uh, the aforementioned rager that we were aspiring to you know, I tried What's to contact on, Snoop Dogg and he just would not <laughs> just answer like, my tweets. Um, just wouldn't. He's I just know. too busy getting high. I don't know what I was supposed to do. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Who would be the Irish equivalent of Snoop Dogg that you could have got? Is there anyone? Oh, there probably is mm-hmm. a lot of, there's like a few Irish rappers on the scene. Uh, Who's the girl that, that had that big hit there recently? The girl Irish rapper, she's really good. I can't remember her name. Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah, she had that big hit. Yeah, Denise, yeah, yeah. Denise Chida. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. that's she's amazing. Her songs are her. so catchy. Never yeah, even tried. Yeah, yeah. I know. I just bring all my friends and their kids as well. So, like, it would be kind mm. of it would be a frat party, slash, um, kind of a like I guess a christening because you know there's always like loads of ki- like younger kids around christenings and stuff as well yeah I, so. I, don't, think, I don't think you know how to draw a party <laughs> if you're involving <laughs> kids you're, you've made a fatal flaw already <laughs> that's the only way of bringing people now to to the party because like true, all true. of my people friends are just like oh can my kids come like, it's just oh, it's people with kids now are people with kids are the majority of the people I know so it's like they're gone by 10 oh the babies are has to be paid oh fuck off then. <laughs> i love how you're a parent and you're like i know yeah. giving out about I'm parents. lamenting i'm lamenting about parenthood <laughs> yeah yeah i love it 
It's great. It's my life now. <laughs> this is who I am. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So will we get into it? We shall. Continue. Okay. Uh, I think. I believe you're going first this weekend. Yes, sir. Um. I'm covering the Bambers murder at the farm. So this is the one that was suggested by a listener. Um, and yeah, I actually don't have. Is this on Netflix contact. or what is it? This is on Sky Crime. Um, yeah, the uh, Bambers yes. murder at the farm is the official title. It's on Sky Crime. And it is about uh, the murders at White House Farm. Um, it was a six-part series as well on originally like a drama that was done on BBC and then later on Netflix. Um, I I've watched that. Uh, I watched that last year on Netflix. So some of you might be. Uh, some of you might have actually watched that before as well. So. I'll give you a quick rundown of who the main I'll just do a quick rundown of this the crime again because if you've yeah, heard yeah. about the crime or you know you're like super well up to date here's just like a quick refresher and then if you haven't heard about this crime at all well you can always check out White House Farm or you could actually just go straight into this documentary really and then watch the drama series after if you want because like yeah. they're both it's it's it is what it is you know it's not like you're not really going to be shocked but it's just a, an extremely interesting story um because i guess there's so many different moving parts in it so the main players are neville and june bamber so they're a married couple in their 60s uh neville they both were, um, they both went through like the war. Neville uh, was a prominent farmer in Essex and June then is his wife and they. What year are we in? I was going to say, have you already oh. said um, So it's based around, so the night of the actual crime is the 7th of August, 1985. So, so yeah, so at the time, Neville and June are in their 60s. Um, And and yeah, so Neville's like a prominent farmer in the area. They have quite a bit of wealth uh, for the time and and their farmhouse is significant, like it's it's a big house. And then June uh, is his wife. June could never have kids. So they adopted Jeremy and Sheila. Um, So. Jeremy is 24 at the time of the crime as well. And he he's kind of a bit of a man around man about town. Um he he kind of primarily works uh he helps out on the farm because there's people that said that he actually didn't really do much. Um but he went traveling, he was quite flashy about town with his cash. Uh, Sheila then is 28 so it's Jeremy's older sister she was also adopted as well and she had at the time was married with two twin boys and she was a model and she did some secretarial course as well but um, 
she's most notably had a lot of mental illness uh, leading up to this evening. Uh, then we also have Daniel and Nicholas Caffell, which is her two twin sons. Um, so they're the main players in, not players, that's like such a like, it's yeah, like a, it's the like main a component uh, of the story. But the main saying. components to the story, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's because as well, this almost feels like some kind of Shakespearean play that it actually it's it's like it's kind of hard to get your head around like what has actually happened as well. Mm. So the outline of the night is on the 7th of August 1985. Jeremy Bamber rings the police station in his his local police station, claiming his father has called him to say that his sister Sheila had gone crazy and had a gun. So he rings up like the local police it was like half three in the morning there was like one newbie guard on and he receives this phone call and Jeremy is like my dad's just called me he's saying that my sister's gone crazy and like you need to get to the house to the farm so police attend White House farm find the bodies of Neville and June Sheila and her twin sons, Nicholas and Daniel, and they've all been shot. So officers, yeah. So basically, yeah, I know. I actually should have trigger warned this is like pretty grim. So, well, you know, it's a, it's a crime documentary. I don't think it's going to be, you know, they're not going to be documenting <laughs> a tickling contest or something. Like that, so. Yeah. Um, so basically, straight away, um, because Sheila has a rifle pinned up to her neck, um, it looks like obviously that's the last shot. Basically, um, officers and because of Jeremy's um phone call to the police initially saying that the sister was going berserk with a gun, <clears throat> excuse me, um, uh, police initially treat this case as a murder suicide as in Sheila killed her parents and her sons and then committed suicide herself. Um, so then basically what else happened? Okay, so then a little kind of timeline of what happens next. So a silencer, uh, which had traces of blood on it, uh, was found in the cupboard three days after the murder so yeah so basically uh yeah it's it's just there's so much to this so off yeah all the police involved were were like it is a murder suicide let's just leave it at that all the papers at the time reported that she was the killer and they brought up her backstory of um that she had uh, mental illness issues um and then it also brought up the fact that her mom uh june had mental illness issues as well so all of this stuff was dragged through the press obviously um and so that's sort of like a bit of the background of that so then a few a few days after the crime 
um, we kind of this guy David uh, Bofloor uh, he is the cousin of the family and he lives he's like an actual neighbor like he lives sort of nearby and so he's kind of going to the house uh, sorting out some of the family things and he finds a silencer that looks like it had some blood on it um so he brings this to the police attention and yeah they basically are like this is really weird because if a silencer was used yeah yeah exactly it's clearly there's more um there's more to this and so clearly like if Sheila did shoot herself in the face uh, she didn't take the silencer off put it in a cupboard and go and lie back down Um, there's yeah so in the documentary this is brought about or sorry well like this is all known Um, so the silencer that had blood in it was found in the cupboard three days after the murders um, another key person in this story is Julie Mugford. So Julie Mugford is the girlfriend of Jeremy. So during this time, especially after the murders, um, Jeremy is doing things that would be seen as possibly suspect. Uh, he's selling off the fa- literally selling off the family's jewels. He's bringing his family, his family's like good, you know, ornaments and uh, property to shops and getting them just, auctioned off. And um, just selling the whole thing, like yeah, uh, organizing different, like getting valuers in to value things, like quite kind mm. of unorthodox things to be doing, like pretty like soon like directly after he's buried his family. Um, so Julie Mugford then is questioned by the police. There's sort of questions then saying that, uh, you know, why this happened, but apparently they broke up and then she went to the police directly after that And so she basically is saying to the police, he killed his parents for the 436,000 euro or pound inheritance that he was due to, he would have received. And 436,000 doesn't sound huge now, but in 1986, uh, that would be... Probably looking at that. Yeah, it was probably the equivalent of a million, I'd say, isn't it? Or probably, I'd say like maybe close to like three or four million because I mean, like... Uh, I mean, a hundred thousand would have been, and this is pounds as well. So, are you able to actually check the equipment? There's an inflation calculator thing that you can do. Like, so oh, cool. Gonna, you want you keep talking? I'll do. It. So, because of Julie's uh damning report uh to the police, Bamber then uh, Jeremy is charged with the murders. What, what uh? 1.2 million. 1.2 million. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a huge amount of money. Um, because he he was also in this time kind of uh 
I guess he was a bit of a like flash boy racer. He was into buying like very expensive cars, fashion, partying, drugs. So there was a lot of that. So if he could get his hands on a lot of cash very quickly, it kind of seemed like that would have been a good thing. He could fund the highlight for himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bamber is uh, Jeremy Bamber is charged with the murders um, in 1986. And then. Yeah, so the the trial is heard um. And then the jury finds Jeremy guilty by a majority verdict. And he's sentenced to five life term, five life prison terms. He's he's actually sentenced to 25 years. But we find out then in the documentary that because of uh, a home secretary and a sort of a conservative uh new way of doing things against criminals uh they converted his term into a whole life term so rather than being released after 25 years uh he's actually going to be in there for the rest of his life because he's actually served i think about 36 years now um and is he still there is he still alive yeah he's still there he's still in jail so that's a bit kind of about that's just a background on on the actual case itself. Um so in the documentary we so it's produced it's 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 directed actually by Lottie Gammon and it's uh, executive produced by Louis Theroux. Um there's four episodes then of the documentary. And it really kind of goes into, it really shows the two different parties involved. So it's it's yeah. showing people who are a thousand percent confirmed that Jeremy Bamber went up and killed his par- parents and his sister and his uh, nephews. Uh, then there are people that are actually vehemently saying that he did not do this. There was a miscarriage of justice. Um, and he's a he's a like a an innocent man. Um is there any actual doubt that he did do it or didn't do it? Like or yeah, so like so the the kind of strong points against him, um, apart from the fact that he obviously had inside total perfect inside knowledge of each like step and outline of the design of the house um yeah so and he had plenty of motive as well obviously he had plenty of motive in terms of like inheritance uh just little things so the telephone call at the beginning uh he rang he rang the local police station and he said this phone call to it from his father and there's just a lot of uh, people that are unsure about, and there there was a lot. All these logs were handwritten, and um, so when people were writing down times, you know how accurate were they? How accurate was the re- message they were receiving? Because um, mm. he said, like, my dad called me, and there was no 
there was no record of uh, Jeremy receiving a phone call from White House Farm. Uh, also, if you heard that there was like potentially someone shooting at your family, you would probably ring 999 rather than the local police station. So they were like yeah. focusing like the prosecution was kind of focusing on that. Um also the so when the police were driving out to the house initially, um they overtook a white, I don't know what make of car it was, but it was a small car and a car. Uh, so the police overtook this small car driving very slowly along the road. The police got to the White House farm and they realized that the slow car that they had passed was the car that pulled up and it was Jeremy out who had driven it. Um. And apparently that was very unusual for Jeremy because he was a bit of a speed racer. And so the fact that he was going so notably slow on the road that the police actually remembered it uh, was very unusual. Um, So also the fact that Jeremy was trying to all this time um, say that his sister did this killing. So um, just certain forensic evidence people who like there's in the documentary, there's the the forensic uh, detective that was on the uh, around the crime scene at the time. Um, mm. So Neville was shot six or seven times. June was shot seven times. The boys were shot I think four, three or four times each. Um, Jesus. Sheila herself was shot twice in the head with a shotgun. So like, like from underneath the chin. So like, right. if you're going to shoot yourself, you're not going to get another round. You're not going to get another yeah, shot. Are we talking if it's a shotgun? Are we talking like a two-barrel shotgun? Or it looked no. It actually looked no. It looked like it was a single it was like bang bang. It was a single. It was like a thin top. Like it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a double barrel. So so it just made no sense. Shoot herself twice. And actually, the friend in the documentary, the forensic detective actually showed how that gun, the same gun that was used. Um, how it was loaded and because of all of because the amount of actual shots that were done like it would have taken her like a few minutes to load up to reload Um, so like a a life ending injury while she's reloading the gun like it just yeah or even if she was even if she was doing it to the other people um, she had no injuries. So even if, say, for instance, God, for, like it just it's horrible, like talking about this so matter of factly, because it's so like such yeah, a yeah, horrible yeah. thing. But if she did kill her mother first or her father, like the mother would have tried to attack her or tried Do to, something. yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah. Or throw or anything like just to kind of also another thing that was mentioned she had nails that were like uh, about 
three inches long, like very right. kind of like glamorous looking nails, red polish mm-hmm. on the nails, not one chipped, not one broken, not one anything. So yeah. it was just so unbelievable that she actually could have done this mad rampage mm. around the place. Now, in fairness to um, to Jeremy, there's it's all circumstantial evidence. It's all circumstantial. Like that's what there is no DNA evidence that he was actually at the crime scene. Um, yeah. The prosecution lent heavily on the fact that the silencer was removed and that there was blood found. Um, and it was all basically like that blood must be Sheila's blood. Um, because, yeah, so, I mean, it was all kind of, and then the fact that his ex-girlfriend had said he confessed to her and said that he actually got a farm hand or a plumber to, he paid a, a plumber two grand to do the killings. So right. it's, it's all very kind of strange, uh, it, that's the thing with this case. You just kind of don't really know what could have, how it could have really been done other than him. Um, so it's all circumstantial, but it's heavily circumstantial against him, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in, in this documentary, one of the journalists, there's one journalist and he actually had uh, a very good interview with Jeremy Bamber uh, in jail. And that interview is played out in little snippets during the documentary. And um, when the documentary, or sorry, when the journalist asked him, uh, what do you think happened that night? He just kind of, he just says he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And you just think like after all this time, you wouldn't have formed an opinion or some kind of argument of what actually happened you know 36 years is a lot of time to maybe Mm. try and form what could have went on that night and but yeah no it's it's great in that that aspect um there's also then a few like like local kind of i guess what they're called now is like internet detectives or internet salutes um and there's like he's quite active on he ha- he created actually his own website trying to like stir up kind of uh maybe some positive reaction for him um there's like one kind of almost fangirl who like is obsessed with trying to kind of get him heard for like being innocent mm. um so she's like a local resident there's also a human rights lawyer who just believes that the case there wasn't enough um like for him to be found guilty in an english court you have to be beyond reasonable doubt and he feels Mm. like there is enough reasonable doubt there now that he could be found not guilty um and then there's a lawyer that actually believes that the original judge in the case didn't actually uh make correct so a part of like the judge's role is to surmise what the 
a defense and prosecution said and he feels like he didn't do that fairly so they're like quite prominent like human rights lawyer and then the barrister like they're quite like legal like prominent in the legal world and they were kind of saying this case has got its faults Mm. so so then just kind of like I I don't want to go on too long because I'm kind of going on loads um he what you call it yeah, so in terms of like the timeline for this case, so the case was originally heard in 1986. Uh, he appealed in 1989 and in 1994. Um, in 2002, there was another, there was a big appeal case and the silencer was was actually, they were able to do DNA testing on the silencer um, because that wasn't available in the 80s. Um but they couldn't get conclusive DNA results, uh, even though they used Sheila's original birth mom and the sister of uh, June. But they still they still couldn't get uh, accurate DNA of. Hmm. So that that was kind of just dismissed then. Um, but that was a massive appeal in 2002. And that actual one of the judges on that appeal board was in the documentary as well. And he basically was like, there were so many injuries on Neville, the dad. Um, and Neville was like six foot three and a farmer and a, like a big, strong man. A big stout and, fella, yeah. And he's like got massive injuries as well as gunshot wounds and he was like this woman was not able to inflict or even if like without a nail out of place and all without a nail out of place and she had zero um injuries on her body so even defensively she would have received some if she was going to attack like i don't think like she couldn't do harm on him but like she had no even defensive injuries from him um so it just it just makes no sense that she was like the one actually at fault here um yeah but yeah so that's pretty that's pretty much it as a a documentary series it's four episodes and um it's definitely well worth the watch if you're interested in this this crime at all i've probably like um talked way too much about this but it's just there's so much to pop to to actually talk about it and I actually like I'm I'm becoming like a little bit obsessed with it as well and it doesn't stop there because Jeremy Bamber now has got new evidence going in in 2021 Mm. as part of a new appeal so I don't know what new evidence could be put in but I guess like want to be pretty good enough to to take the focus off him because yeah all all signs point to him like yeah it's it's strange one though because like there's kind of I sort of feel ninety nine percent he did it there's that one percent because it's circumstantial there's always that mm. sort of one percent that it could like could have just what if Is it was he, a total you, you, random you could accept. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could accept it if there was an alternative theory. You could accept the doubt. 
Yeah. But if there's like there's not even like close to an alternative theory, like then you have to assume that the lo- the next logical step is to assume that he did it, like you know, because all know. the stuff points to him, like. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting documentary. Obviously, it's Louis through backing it, so it's uh, but it was really well directed by Lottie uh, uh, Gammon, and um, yeah, it's available on Sky Crime. It'll pro- like I, I'm guessing it might go onto Netflix eventually, but um, yeah, it's it's on Sky Crime anyway, and um, and that is the Bambers' murder at the farm. Very good. Very good. I'm really glad good you made job. me watch that listener. Yeah, whoever you are. <laughs> we'll get your name by the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, very good. Yeah, no, I might give that a watch. That sounds very, well, it sounds horrifying, but it also sounds very interesting and compelling. Um, yeah, and definitely because you've watched the White House Farm series, the drama. I watched the, the drama when it came out. Uh, I vaguely remember, to be honest with you. It was, it was a while ago when it came out. Like So, um, and those ITV dramas tend to all kind of blend into one they kind of all made the same and they look the same mm. they all just look like you know episodes of Inspector Morris at the end of it, like. it was random actually like I feel bad now because it's like kind of offensive for him but Freddie Fox uh, plays uh, Jeremy Bamber in the drama and real life Jeremy Bamber was actually so much hotter like he actually <laughs> like he's even he's an attractive man like do you know, I can see why people could potentially. And, that, and, that, and that's, that's well, probably the, the 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 driving force behind people thinking this is he's too handsome to be a murderer. Like, <laughs> yes, and that's where we saw it. Like Ted Bundy, like that couldn't. He's yeah. like so nice because he's so attractive, and like he's like that just took everyone's like all his victims like. Uh, their guard down because he was yeah, yeah. disarm yeah his disarming charm yeah. and uh like I don't know was a Jeremy Bamber sort of working with that situation as well um who knows it's there for you guys to decide sick born in that actor <laughs> you just trashed Freddie Fox <laughs> what a minger <laughs> he's not, he's yeah. actually attractive no but... good looking killer I know, yeah, I know. But it was just really weird because it's just like, oh, actually his real life person is like super hot. I don't know. Um <laughs> that's really weird and bad, but I'm just stating a fact. Yes, it is. Just so you're writing letters in prison, are you? <laughs> oh my god, have you ever watched that program uh Life After Lockup? It's it's, a, it's just about women going after killers or something. Women or and or men. Uh, oh, yeah, yes, befriending yeah. going going on dating apps specifically with one person being locked up right I've not seen it but I'm thinking I might like give it a try yeah you know what I mean bumbles looking You're pretty, pretty looking well yeah. look and if it's a petty crime but I mean for every for every you know one criminal that looks like him there's probably 20 who look like you know Clint Eastwood's elbow so you know you can't yeah yeah yeah. you can't really rely on that one but you remember that uh guy he was labeled like on the internet like hot criminal or something and like he ended up being like a model when he got out and everything yeah yeah I remember that yeah he literally got so famous from his mugshot 
because uh, he was super handsome. Like, yeah, he ended up going out with a model and all. Like, it was no, he and, like, actually becoming a, he became he a model, but he ended with, up like having this really high profile Instagram model as well. Like, he went out with Philip Green's daughter, Philip Green of is Top that Shop, of? and yeah, like she's like heir to his. That whole empire. Like, yeah, yeah, though I don't know how much of a fucking empire it is now. I think it's gone to shite. I think he's... I so think she's a bit like, of a dangerous look, was she? I don't know. I think he's... But I think he's, like, lost his billionaire kind of status and stuff. I think he's gone. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? Sorry. Indeed. So, what so did... So we'll move on, maybe. Yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, so uh, I was provided uh, by uh, Nicola McCormick right here in Dublin, uh, who uh, suggested I watch Why the Last Man Ooh. on Disney+. I've, Plus. I've heard so much actually about this one. I haven't watched any of it. Yeah, it's uh, getting a lot of press of and a lot, yeah. of, uh, a lot of uh, marketing is, is about the place. So it's basically... Um, now, this is made by FX in America, which is now owned, obviously, by Disney, who bought Fox. So Disney get first pick of it over on this side of the pond. Uh, so it's on Disney Plus as a Disney Plus exclusive. Um, it's basically, I would say, their push to be the next Walking Dead, essentially. Um, it very much has that vibe to it. Um, oh, wow. It's based That's on a the- huge statement to make. Mm. Oh, you, you'll definitely see the similarities if you're okay. ever watching this it's definitely gone for that vibe and and the, the and the comic book which i have read it's it's a graphic novel um the same name uh written by brian k vaughn and pia guerrera um that very much has the same sort of dna as the walking dead essentially um it's essentially just a struggle through the apocalypse essentially um so First episode in, uh, we get to meet uh, York Brown, uh, who's played by Ben Schnitzer um, and his pet monkey, Ampersand. Uh, so York is a struggling magician uh, who, from the looks of it, is not very good at it, uh, but he also teaches magic on the side to kids and whatnot. Uh, he has a sister who is a struggling drug addict, uh, but is also an EMT in New York City. Uh, as we find out in the first episode, she is having an affair with... Her EMT partner, uh, who's <gasps> married, a kid, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. and uh, and that their mother uh, is a high-ranking congresswoman in Washington, who is okay. played by Diane Lane. Um, so ah, oh, great actress, and she's yeah, she is. She's very good, and she's very good in this. Um, so she's essentially we find out that she's kind of very much a headstrong, uh, sort of. I would say feminist congresswoman. She's very much, you know, for, you know, women in the workplace and, you know, equality and all that, as she should be. But uh, she's obviously had her own ends with the more uh, uh, male side of Washington, um, it seems, okay. from what people have been saying about her and to her. Uh, so, and we, there's various sort of characters based around those three main characters. Uh, we briefly get to meet the president and his staff and... um. And his security staff, we meet a woman who is on the Secret Service um, who will be a bigger player when it comes down, when it comes, uh, when the story kicks in, essentially. And um, I'm trying to think who else is there. I've got the sister. So the brother, sister, there's a, there's a mother. Few other side. 
there's a few other side characters and stuff, but essentially we're just getting to know them in the first episode. Now, in the first episode, there's little bits of something happening uh, that we see that like small animals and uh, dogs basically are uh, dying, um, but they're being found dead or dying uh, by bleeding from the eyes and nose and mouth. Okay. Um, and yeah, there doesn't seem to be any real reason, but nobody seems to be paying much attention because it's just randomly animals appearing dead in the, in the scenes or whatever. Um, and then towards the end of the first episode, uh, all hell breaks loose. So basically, um, any creature that is male or has a Y chromosome, the Y of the title, uh, basically bleeds out and dies simultaneously at the same time all over the world. So every man and every male creature is essentially gone in oh minutes. They all bleed out at the exact same time. And it's chaos, obviously. So planes crashing, cars colliding into each other. And yeah, um, and intense. essentially it is intense and it's a, it's, it's a good ramp to start any series, but it's a particularly good one to start this series because, as I said, I read the book and this had a sort of a tortured journey to the screen. It was supposed to be a film with uh, Shia LaBeouf, I believe. And then it was supposed to be a TV series with um, Barry Keown. Yeah, our boy. Arsenal. And uh, that fell through, and then it became this. So it's it's finally made it to the screen. Um, so yeah, it's got a lot of a lot of history and a lot of um, like what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of uh, anticipation about it. And yeah, expectation. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. Expectation about it. But um, yeah. So in the second episode, you find out that because Diane Lane is now the highest ranking uh, person in Congress left, she becomes the president because the president was in the room when she died, just bled out. Vice President was over the ocean and his plane crashed. Um, so yeah, she's the president now. And yeah, it's basically just how they all struggle with the loss and attempt to restore some sort of society with some order. no men. But the twist is, of course, that York and his monkey are the only two male creatures left alive. Oh. Uh, for reasons that we find out. Yeah, we, for reasons we find out way down the line. Um which would, I hope, be not too long down the line because the thing that suffers for The Walking Dead is that they took too long to get where they needed to be. They dragged yeah. the shit out of it. Like, and, uh, yeah, that made for very tiresome viewing for me anyway. So the, 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 the actual the book itself... The same with Lost quite, as well. Yeah, and Lost. Actually, Lost didn't know where it was going from the start. But yeah. at least with The Walking Dead, they had a definitive ending. They yeah. just took ages to get there. And with this, they do have a definitive ending too. Because the book was published years ago. Um, so they do have a journey to get there. I hope they don't drag it out too much because that could get tiresome. But there's a lot of great story beats that they have to hit to get there. Okay. And I hope to do it well like, because it, it, it could make for a really good series um, if they do it right. But yeah, so, so as I, I said, York and his monkey are the last male creatures alive. And yeah, they basically, because he's the last man alive, that becomes a huge hindrance to him and makes him very susceptible to you know rape all sorts of yeah basically <laughs> i didn't want to say the word but yeah because <laughs> he so, would yeah. be like and, uh, but also like i don't know because then it's just like are we watching the end of the world you know like obviously he can't yeah because then it's just like you can't it's sort of the book stops with him because even if you were to have more kids, say with him, 
if you were like a random woman and then you had babies with him like that's it then it's those babies because you know they'd be related exactly yeah i i was it's not a just genetic diversity is what you're saying I guess. yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah. also i love like because it's like last man obviously because they're in america and so that's where the last like all of the world happens all the time yeah um, oh yeah yeah it's like it, this reminds me now, obviously, it's not the same. And there's obviously way more drama and uh, conflict and everything like that happening in this. But like, do you know, The Last Man on Earth uh, with Will Forte? Mm. Will Forte, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he's like, he has this conversation, the same conversation I've just had with you uh, with Kristen Shell, who's also they think the last woman on Earth. And it's like, will their babies have to have sex with their siblings because to procreate for the rest and it's just like that would just be totally weird and gross. Yeah. Uh, also yeah. a very funny uh series if you want something else to watch. Um it's actually mm. on Amazon Prime now. Uh so Is it? But oh, it, yeah but it's only two series and I think it's like three or four series it got to the end. Um I'm just looking at here. So why the last man? Um so it has five episodes in the series. Yes. So, I've only watched the first two now, but I'm definitely okay. going to give it a, a run because. So, do you think there's going to intriguing so stuff so far? You reckon it's going to have another series? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I don't see this fizzling out. It seems to be making great numbers for Disney uh, on this side of the pond and Hulu on the other side. Um, so right, yeah. yeah, I don't think I, I don't I think it'll get a, at least two or three more seasons on that steam because it's it's, it's like the 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 thing that often. Uh, hinders these programs is that they're not given the freedom to do the story justice, and, yeah. and but that's often a that's often a constraint put on them by the networks. And I find that the the advantage to doing these programs for streaming and for um, grown up, you know, platforms like Hulu and Star on Disney Plus is that they don't have that constraint. They can do them, you know, with bad language and violence if it needs to be if it's in yeah. service of the story like you know it's not yeah. restricted and it's not censored like so and I, I suppose that's one of the reasons why the walking dead took off so you know so quickly and so highly because it was you know it wasn't compromised in any way but the, the like i said the, the thing with the walking dead was that they just dragged it out too much they could have ended it in six seasons and they went on for 13 so yeah um so yeah, no, this definitely has legs, and if they do it right, it'll definitely be a one to watch. Um, a good twist that I didn't mention was also, and that'll something that'll play out for her character is that the York sister, who's the EMT, yeah, she murders her partner right before the whole thing happens. So on the surface of she's have to get away with murder, but you know, obviously her conscience will play into it that she actually murdered him before things shit. shit the one that she with. was having an affair with. Yeah, so basically the guy said, I told the wife that we're, that we're together and she's all like, oh, you did? That's great and all the rest of it. And then she finds out that he didn't tell the wife. <gasps> so they end up having a big fight in the back of the ambulance and she ends up throwing something into his neck by accident. Well, not by accident. She was trying to hurt him. And she kills him. Uh, so in fairness right to her, the shit happens. So. I was <laughs> it's like, I love that. In, in fairness <laughs> to her. Um, well, you know. <laughs> but I could actually, I thought that he had actually told the wife there and I thought then the wife could have potentially been aware of their affair he died mm. because the wife 
chromosome thing. And then the wife was going to be out to get her. No, like, I, I, yeah, you know what maybe. I, mean? I don't know. I, I don't, it's not the end of it. Like, I mean, obviously, they've set it up so that she has some sort of mental torture about it. Like, oh, well, yeah. Um, but, like, obviously, but, you know, she's kind of got away with that scot free, but it never, uh, it'll I'm never sorry. be that simple, though. There'll It'll always be, be, no, no. there'll be some. Why, why include it at all if there's not going to be conflict? Like, you know, so. Yeah. So potentially but, um, that could yeah, be no. it. So maybe mm. the wife actually does now. And he was just trying to go, no, no, I'm only, I, I didn't, I didn't tell her. I was just kidding. And then, so now the wife is going to be after her for blood. Mm. Well, it all goes very. Uh, <laughs> I'm like literally just uh, making up like bullshit storyline. Like, I don't know. And then I was just like, so in my quick Google there, I was like, oh, yeah, like there's a, like a trans storyline. So that sort of seems interesting, too, because I guess like mm. if you were to be. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of um, identifying lot of, uh, as like a male, but then you don't actually have the white frozen zone. Yeah. You'd be. There's a lot of contemporary uh, uh, sort of um, storyline in there. Analogies to be made with the stuff that they're dealing with, like you know, and yeah. of what's happening in the real world, like you know. So, um, but yeah, no, like I said, it's 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 definitely going to be one for me to watch because I'm yeah, definitely good start, really good yeah. start. I I when I heard the premise of that story, because actually they were just talking about it on the radio there today, and I was just like, that sounds so interesting. Like just you know, as a total, like I think this is why. I don't know, some of these shows really take off. It's just that they're a complete kind of mm. like separation from reality. Like, do you know what I mean? It's uh, it's kind of, they're really interesting, do you know? You can yeah. kind of just escape. I'm, I'm just looking at the, the, the cast and crew thing here on INDB. It's pretty much all women behind the camera as well. Oh, right, yeah. Which is unusual for a big production. Like, um, it's, you know mostly men and a smattering of women but on this one it's i only spot two men out of the list here yeah, yeah it's really all women cinematographer producers yeah and editors wow yeah that's great uh definitely good to see um hollywood bumping everyone up like that um also i didn't realize that fx was bought by disney so does yeah, that well, mean FX like is Fox and Fox were bought by Disney? So, but I so that means then that Always Sunny in Philadelphia is actually a Disney production now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, it'll it'll be still under the FX wing. They're 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 keeping things branded as they are, like because they realize it's worth more to them as it is, as opposed to sticking the Disney banner in the front of it. That's true. But yeah, all that stuff will eventually appear on Disney Plus. Like, did you see how? Um... It's always sunny. Was in Ireland. They were filming in Ireland. I did see that. I saw the guys taking photographs, and it looked like they were at the Cliffs of Moher. Wasn't yeah, it? I don't know where they were. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Cliffs of Moher. Somewhere, somewhere scenic, anyway. Yeah, and foggy. But um, yeah, they snuck in and out without anyone knowing. Cool. So, do you think you're you're gonna obviously watch the rest of that? Um, yeah, I will. yeah. I think I'm definitely gonna watch that too because it just looks really interesting. And a bit yeah, of no, it, it has high potential. And if they, like I said, if they stick to the beats that are in the book, they'll do well. The book is, you know, compelling stuff. It's a very good read. Okay. Uh, for a graphic novel, like, you know, it's definitely well worth it. 
Nice. So yeah. Nice. Um so so this is going to go out this week and we're still in September so that's fine. Uh next week however will be officially in October which is Halloween time. It is the month of Halloween as they say. Um <laughs> Oh, I missed the Twilight Zone. I know. Um, oh, did you ever see any of the uh, new um, Jordan Peele uh, Twilight Zone? Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't the May West now? I watched the and one. I, had high hopes I watched the one with um, uh, what's his name, Nanjani, um. And he was like uh, a comedian, yeah, yeah. And and he was. Yeah, I didn't comedian. do that one. I saw the one. There was one I saw that was set in a plane. And oh, okay. I think the guy uh, knew that the plane was going to crash or something. I can't remember what it was, but I remember thinking that was all right. But the rest of them, I didn't. I didn't really like. But um, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, but yeah, anyway, we're back to back to October. We're in the month of Halloween. And yeah. You had the inspiration to scare the shit out of me for the whole month, yeah? Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so for this week, uh, you can watch... So there's two options. You can watch... Um, let me see. That one. So you can watch... Who be Halloween on Netflix? Who be Halloween? Yeah, or Vampires versus the Bronx. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the other one. Vampires versus the Bronx. I'm on it. Vampires versus the Bronx or Who be Halloween? H U B I E, and mm. both available on Netflix. Cool. I gave you a choice earlier. I'm forgetting what was it. Oh, uh, Midnight Mass. That's what it was. Yes, the Midnight Mass. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you uh, want another choice to go with it, just for posterity? Yeah. Okay. If you have any, but like, uh, I, mean, I haven't seen that, so. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Okay, you'll probably just watch that. Well, I'll give you another choice anyway. Um, Twenty Eight Days Later. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Brill. Okay, so that's everything. And we will thanks for listening. Uh you can always contact yes, us guys. on our Instagram at why did you podcast? Um or you can email us at why did you podcast at gmail.com. And mm-hmm. yeah, so stay in touch and we will talk to you guys next week. Oh, and thanks for all your suggestions. For last Thank week, you for all your suggestions week. as well. Yeah, yeah, you're very good. Cool. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yes, we'll see you. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.